This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Rev it up, baby! It's power ranking time! My throat's been kind of hurting lately, so I'm powering through this. Sounds a little sore. I need some tea with some honey. Week 10. Can't believe we're at double digits already. How about that? Got my power rankings, my top 10 right off the presses. My JDQ NTC. That's where yeah. we start. The teams Let's that just it. didn't quite make the cut. At number 11, a tough loss on the road this week. I got the Seahawks checking in. Then at number 12, another tough loss on the road this week. I got the Cowboys checking in. Then at number 13, another tough loss on the road this week. I got the Bills checking in. Mm. Then at number 14, another big win on the road this week. The Minnesota Vikings still sniffing around because of Joshua Dobbs. And then at number 15, winning at home against the Bears. I got the New Orleans Saints, who are over 500 for the first time since I can remember this season at five All right. Four. So I was a little more critical than you were, and I was a little more lenient with some of the new names here on our list. Number 11, and by the way, we're in week 10, right? Yep, that's what okay, I said. Week 10. Uh, my number 11 team, I have Cleveland. My number 12 team is where I had the Minnesota Vikings. And my number 13 is where I had the New Orleans Saints. Wow. The Saints. Sorry, Dallas. Sorry, Buffalo. You have the Saints better than Buffalo and Dallas. Sorry, Dallas. Sorry, Buffalo. That's crazy. We just keep learning more and more about who you really are as the season progresses. See, I don't know yet about Buffalo, though. Like, I feel like maybe they're lying based on how bad they've been. Maybe the real team is the good Buffalo team, and they just have to break out of it. Well, it doesn't look like it that way. Right I now. saw somebody can, said that the Bills are just the AFC version of the Cowboys. And that that might, based on what you're it's saying, funny. I feel like you might agree with that. It's just funny because we disrespect them for different reasons, though. Like, Dallas we disrespect because all they do is hype themselves up because of the 90s, because of the 70s, what have they done? That's a big difference there. One has an actual lovable fan base, and the right. other one, I can't stand their Right, base. in Buffalo, you just have to feel bad for Right, and they're throwing each other through tables, and like mm-hmm. they're they're kind of like the Cubs fans before they won the World Series, right? The lovable losers, mm-hmm. like they're good. Team. Oh yeah, that's a great way. They they're are lovable team. losers. They're a good team with great history in the mm-hmm. NFL, and they just never win. But they, darn it, they keep showing up every Sunday and throwing themselves through a a, a table, dousing themselves with ketchup and mustard. Uh, so off the field, I think the comparisons fall short. Mm-hmm. But on the but field, it makes I mean, kind of sense. Yeah, so much potential. So much expectation that they always just seem to fall short on. Uh, Cowboys have been doing that a lot longer than the Bills have, though. Right. This is kind of a new bag. Yeah, for, for sure. All right. You're number, number 10. 10. This is where I have. Let me hear it. The Pittsburgh That's Steelers. That's right, baby. Number 10 for me, too. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. How could you not? They are back. They they're are back, back in. in yeah, the they're power back rankings. in. How could you not? All of my AFC North teams are ranked in the top ten. Of uh, I had Cleveland rankings. at eleven. I know you're so, an AFC North hater, but um, we're just a Cleveland hater. Every time I put the Steelers in the top ten, they lose miserably the next week, <laughs> and I have to drop them even out of the JDQ MTC. So I don't think they can do that this week against the Packers. I'm so confident in them winning this game. Stay in the top ten for the second straight week. Do it. Mm, please. Start building a, a, a streak us. here right. of being in our top ten, Pittsburgh. Because every time we've given you the chance, you just fall right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. But how could you not? How they are a legitimate top fifteen team in this league right now. 
Top 10, you know, people will probably give you some pushback on that one. But you can't argue that they're not a top half team in this league. There's just not that much great out there in the league. Right. And they're at the top of the mediocre right now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where... I don't I, even know if it's fair to call it mediocre. Top of the average? Yeah, average. Because mediocre kind of implies... Negative connotation yeah. to mediocre? I think mediocre by its definition is like medium. So I think people add, at some point in time, added the negative connotation to mediocre. So maybe you were right. <clears throat> Number nine? Yeah. This is where I have the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. They had a bye last week. They were number you 10. had them at zero. I know, and they've now just fallen flat on their face. They had a bye last week. They were at number 10 the week prior, so they move up slightly just by being idle. Mm-hmm. Big game against the Jags in Jacksonville yeah. coming out of the bye. If they lose this one. And there's no advantage of having extra time because the Jags are coming off of their bye as well. If they lose this one. Is it panic button time in, for in San sure. Francisco? For sure. 100%. You know what I saw recently? Um, Brock Purdy's like the anti-Kenny Pickett. His quarterback rating through the first three quarters is immaculate, and it's dog bleep mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. He folds in the fourth quarter as opposed to Kenny um, getting better. And also, Kyle Shanahan, if you dig into him, not the best win behind heading into a fourth no, quarter. No, I mean, he it, did the same thing in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. You a team like that, any deficit would be easy to overcome. They do not pull off fourth quarter comebacks. If you're up going into the fourth against the Niners, you have a good chance of salting that game away. So really bizarre to see Purdy kind of fold and to see Shanahan's offense as a, as a whole kind of slow down once the game gets tight mm-hmm. in those late moments. Yeah, I and really on the, weird. And on the road, I guarantee it's going to be tight against the Jags. I bet this game. I don't think they're going to go into Jacksonville and just blow them out. So they're going to really, have to come up clutch. Really strange how that's been the way that team has managed to win games just by blowing teams out, not letting it get close, and pulling it out in the end, whereas Steelers have never been able to blow out a single team, and if it's close, then they most likely win. And yet they have the same exact record as each other. It it's just insane. shows that there's so many it's ways to win in the too, NFL. The, with the matchups in mind, the Steelers could be 6-3 and three after this week, and the Niners could be 5-4. Five and, five and four. Number 9 for you. We've come a long way since week 1. Since that blow on week one. Number nine for me, I have a similar team that's kind of fallen off the uh off the rails here. I have the Miami Dolphins at number wow. nine. Wow. You think that's a little low? No. I mean it's not bad. I think when you're for Gazi, they don't ever prove it. I think so. when you're 0-3 against Buffalo, Philly, and Kansas City, Buffalo, you don't really know what to make of. But Kansas City and Philadelphia, I mean, those are the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Right. And yeah, you gotta t- Within relatively close with Kansas City, you got it to be a seven-point game, but you just couldn't figure it out at the very end. And uh, that fumbled snap by Tua is what caused that loss at the very end. You know, we're we're approaching the territory of I'm not going to believe Miami can do it until I see them do it. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, kind of getting sick of them, honestly. A little fed up of the the fake Miami Dolphins, but I I did point out. All of their big tests have come on the road, and they are a four and team at home this year. Yeah, so. and and you and I said I don't know if I really trust Miami's home field advantage, and you said it's kind of like when they're good, they have fans, and when they're not good, the fans aren't there. So we'll see what happens for Miami when some. Uh, I think they have a couple of key matchups at home. They have Buffalo at the end of the season. I know yeah, that. that's one, and then they have Dallas. Dallas, that's it though. They go to Baltimore. They got they got to go to Baltimore. I don't think they'll win that game. Nope. They don't. They haven't shown anything that would make you believe that they'd win that game. All 
right, number eight. For you? This is where I have the Cleveland Browns checking in. Okay. Kind of a boring win over the Cardinals. They shut them out this week. They did exactly what they needed to. But the big thing for them was who came back. And Deshaun Watson played and looked decent. Two touchdown passes. um, Looked healthy. Was able to finish the game. And what a weird three, four weeks that was with Deshaun Watson and that saga. The will he, won't he play? How injured is he really? But... It looks like they've gotten that put to bed for now, at least, and that he is back to committing to playing, um, whether that's playing through an injury, playing through some pain, or he did, in fact, need that extra time. He knew what was best for his own body. That shoulder is healed now. But either way, uh, him being back, bad news for the rest of the AFC North. Good news, though, for the Cleveland Browns, who really just are missing that piece at quarterback to push them over the top. Yeah, I mean, I I just – there's – I agree he came back, looked good, but until you see a week after week, you know, I'm just not going to believe that Cleveland's going to do it. The defense is elite, and this week, Tom, it's Cleveland and Baltimore. In Baltimore. I don't know where I'm leaning for that game. Probably the Browns, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I think. I was going to, well. What I was going to say is I'm leaning Baltimore. I don't know if Baltimore is going to do the thing that they did against Detroit and Seattle or it's going to be actually a close game. Because the Browns know. The Browns play Lamar Jackson. They know how to play him. They they see him twice a year. I feel like the Browns win this game. That just seems the the AFC North. It's in Baltimore? Right, but that's the AFC North thing to happen, and it'll make the Ravens kind of come back to earth. Put it this way. Maybe I said that because I really, really hope the Browns win this game because if the Ravens get to 8-2... and that's really, really tough to track down at this point. You think the Steelers are you are you saying that because you think the Steelers have a chance to win their division? If the Ravens lose to the Browns, it makes the chance go up a little bit. Because what? They fall to you have the same seven amount of losses four? as you and you have the win against them. And you play them head to head. I mean No, you'd have one less loss. If the Browns beat the Ravens this week, the, oh, sorry, the Browns sorry, would sorry. have the right. Ravens would have three losses and you'd be six and three. Right. Maybe seven and three before they even have their bye week. So Maybe that's just some optimism for me. No, I'm. It's a good point. The, I'm just you saying the, the Ravens Browns have other win. chances to lose. They do, but you. Need I don't know if it's going to happen this week. Number seven for me. Uh, number, number eight for you. Number eight for me. This is where I have the Seattle Seahawks, the team in oh. JDQ from DC. I don't upsetting. You know, for Seattle to play on the road in Cincinnati, on the road in Baltimore. I get these are AFC teams, but. These, if you're if you want to be considered a legitimate playoff team, you got to beat other playoff teams. I don't know. So, I had them at seven last week. Now I have them at eight. They won that game on the last second against Cleveland, but that was in Seattle. You know, you have to be able, especially if you're S- Seattle, who could be in second place in their, in their division if San Francisco turns things around. You have to be capable of winning playoff games, right? And I don't know if I really hold them to a fault as much for this loss against Baltimore because we have yet to see a team from the NFC go on the road in Baltimore and actually play well. So, bad loss, really bad. I mean, you were as afraid for the for the Seahawks after this week as you were afraid for the Lions after their loss in Baltimore. Not pretty at all. You got to turn you got to turn things around. I think they can. It's just you got to start winning games on the road here. You can't just rely on home field advantage. 
All right, number seven for me is where I have the Miami Dolphins checking in. Okay. Uh, you said pretty much everything I need to say about them. They just don't show up in the big games when they play other contenders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I'm starting to get a little fed up with it. I'm starting to get up with uh, fed up with how fake they are. You know what's uh, upsetting? Because to be these you like in the NFL. You like Kua a lot. Win. You like Mike McDaniel a lot as a coach. They, yeah, did, but they, they brought in pieces for the defense, too. Is you know? Mike McDaniel getting a little too cute? I mean, you got to win something. Like, yeah. I love the energy, and I love his enthusiasm. Same with Dan Campbell. But one of these two guys has got to start winning something of legitimate consequence mm-hmm. here soon. And, I mean, at least Campbell has proven that he can win big games. McDaniel has right. yet to even prove that. I'm with Miami. you. Your number 17? My number 17, this is where I have the San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Yeah, a little a higher. Little high. If they lose against Jacksonville, they might not even be in my JDQ MDT next week. Wow. That's bold. I mean, that's four losses four. in a row. Yeah. Four losses in a row, five and four. You'd probably be in second place in the West uh, behind Seattle again. I, it's just crazy how good they look and how bad they are now. Right. Or how much of a funk they're in right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I don't know if they look bad. They're just funky right now losing at cleveland they were they were they were perfect they lost the good teams too like at cleveland's a good team mm-hmm. at minnesota cousins was healthy and they were starting to you know cincinnati that vikings went over them that was their season on the line they beat the niners and things could turn around and they did it and then the Bengals. i know you were at home but the Bengals look like maybe the best team in the afc right now so i mean they're not like they're losing to the broncos and the jets and stuff like that and what's weird is that they looked perfect through the first five weeks yes they had a close one against the Rams in week two, but other than that, 30, 30 to 7 against the Steelers, 30 to 12 against the Giants, 35 16 against the Cardinals, and 42 to 10 after the, against the Cowboys. Remember after that Cowboys win, when Dallas was saying, Oh, this is our chance, as we always do with Dallas, this is our chance to really make a name for ourselves. And they lost 42 to 10. And we said, If Dallas, who is Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard, and this great, supposedly great offense, if all they can do is lose 42 to 10, what's any other team on offense going to do against them? And then here we are three weeks later and they're 0-3. <laughs> and they, Tom, I, I give Jacksonville a legit chance to win that game well, on Sunday. Of course, it's at home. And Jacksonville's legit good. Mm-hmm. It's not just that this is going to be a, po- a possible upset. It's not like this is the Jacksonville of old and we're just saying, oh, the Niners are reeling. Could they reel again? Could the Jacksonville Jaguars find something special and pull off a win? No, Jacksonville's good enough to beat them. See, San Francisco's the three-point favorite right now on the road. I would snatch up the Jags plus three mm. right now. I'd, I would even think about that Jags money line. Um, number six, my second of just three AF, or NFC teams in the mm. top ten. This is where I have the Detroit Lions. Okay. Detroit coming off of a bye last week. Uh, so, you know, they're kind of out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but they're six and two still. They won on Monday Night Football against the Raiders the week prior. They got a big game on the road against the Chargers this week. That's yeah. tricky for them. Like, yeah, well, it can be. But if they can win that game, get to seven and two with the Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos on the horizon, you really start to roll towards that two seed, and you're just making Philly think about you a little bit. You're making it so Philly can't really afford much wiggle room for another mistake if you keep stacking wins with just your two losses. So I think the Lions, if they win against the Chargers this week, set them up nicely to get the two seed at the worst. 
But I think they also give themselves some life on that one seed if Philly does slip up and make a mistake against a tougher schedule than the Lions have. Yeah, for sure. Um, The Lions are just, even though they've had a couple of losses here and there, they're still that third best team in the conference. And maybe they might be number two. Oh, I think they're the second best team in the conference right now. Well, just right well, now. Well, record wise, the they the are. Record wise, yeah. they are. The Niners being in such a funk, I'll put them at that right now. And we both have them. I haven't. I've not named the, the Lions yet, but we both have them ahead of the, the Niners in our power rankings. We do, and I think. I just think overall they have passed the Cowboys as far as the third team. You know, it's all. It's always. Oh, been I thought Eagles we did that Canada, long ago. But it's for sure, for sure now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no. We did that long ago. I don't know if anybody else can make the argument that the Cowboys are number three in the NFC anymore. I'd like them to beat another team beside Kansas City in week one, though. Well, they'll get their chance. Like, at Chargers, I know, isn't the best one, but I think that's a pretty big win if they were able to do that. Um, and then they got the Cowboys on the, the road. The hardest game they have yeah. left is the Cowboys, Cowboys on, the, on the, road. the road. And then this one this weekend might be the second hardest game that they have left. Uh, well, maybe the Saints on the road, and I'd maybe. say the Vikings, depending on how the Vikings do down the see stretch. What Dobbs looks like. Yeah. They have another one of those weird things where they go Vikings, Cowboys, I know, Vikings. I hate they it. got the Vikings it's in so two of the last three weeks. Dumb. It's and that's not just in the middle of the season. That's at crunch time. That's week sixteen and week eighteen. It would have been great though if Cousins stayed healthy because that those three oh, games, yeah. those two games might be for the division at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Detroit is six and two. They're in the driver's seat. And how funny is it that in a couple of weeks on Thanksgiving? It's the Lions and the Packers, but it's the opposite of what we're used to. It's, right. oh, great, the Packers are just going to kill the Lions. Kill the now Lions. it's the Lions are just going to kill the Packers. They should. They better. They kill them the first time they met in, like, week three on Thursday Night or Football. Or don't kill them. Let's make it a close game. I like to watch a close no, game. No, for Detroit's day. sake. For Detroit's sake. For our sake, sake, you know, I want three I want good overtime. games. Yeah, exactly. The Giants, I think, the so it's it's Cow- that, It's the Giants-Cowboys. and then No, it's not Giants. I think it's Commanders-Cowboys. Is it Commanders-Cowboys? I think you're right. I think it is the commies. And then the night game's great. It's the Ravens and the Niners, right? No, it's the Seahawks and the Niners. One of those Ravens Niners might be the Christmas night matchup then. I think you're right about it being the Seahawks. Yeah, it's Seahawks. It's it's Niners at Seahawks and it's commies at Cowboys. Christmas night, you get the Ravens and the Niners, which great. That could be a Super Bowl preview. I'm all for it. Um Okay, number six for you. Number six for me, and I'm guessing we have five and six swapped. Six is where I have the Bengals. No, you put me even higher. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it, Tom. Six is where I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They're on the way up. We'll get to them when we when you when you have them in your rankings. Okay, we'll get to them later. Number five for me, uh-huh. starting the top five is where I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Off a bye this past week, um, but they are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Hopefully, the bye doesn't cool them off at all. They beat the Niners coming out of this bye, and they go to seven and two. Uh, Kansas City's the only, and and Kansas City and Baltimore are the only other two lost teams in the AFC. It's a little bit tighter than I thought it would be for that number one seed. I predicted the Jags would get the number one seed at the beginning of the season. Still, very, very much alive. Oh yeah. They have two losses. Yep. And they play in the easiest division. I mean, look at Bal- – we just talked about Baltimore. You know, they have a chance to kind of maybe run into some trouble against the division. That's a couple of losses here and there, whereas the Jaguars, except for against Houston, 
they have given wins almost. They should be given wins against Indianapolis and Tennessee. Should be given wins. Right. Should be given wins. They struggle with Indianapolis, though. They really Jags. do. They just, it's some, one of those bogey yeah. teams. It's, no, it's Indianapolis that struggles with Jacksonville. Oh, right, that's right. I got that on the end. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to cruise against the Bulls. <laughs> I'm having a bad episode right now. All right. One last thing, though. We are in a reality where it is realistic, not just a pipe dream, realistic that the Lions and the Jaguars are, are the one number one seeds. seeds in both conferences. Wow. crazy. All right, my number five team, this is where I had Detroit. Okay. So you had Detroit one in front of me. I had one, yeah. That's why I thought you had, I thought we were going to have our six and five mm-hmm. swap, but you mm-hmm. hold the Bengals a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And then number four is where I had the Jags. Okay, cool. It's weird. It was a delay on for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the Jags at number four makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm just. If you're them, you have to be happy that it started to look like the season was going to be a failure and disappointment based on all the momentum last year. A little bit of a rocky start for you. I just but think you've just been looking exactly like you should have ever since. This then. is definitely and something Houston, that's... that Houston loss. I mean, right. we got to go back and kind of reevaluate that. Exactly. Right? I mean, and. You know, the loss against Kansas City, you kept it close. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that won. now, that's the thing that now that we know that Kansas it. City's offense didn't just have a bad day. That was that's, that's a pretty offense. normal day now for their offense. You could have put up more than nine That's what I think. Game. I look at that Chiefs game, and I'm just like, should have been a win. But I think now more than ever, like in the last five to ten years or so, those that first month of football, that month of September— Really, just such a fake. Just right. So, I mean, the I mean, we were we bad. we all we know for sure now. Like weeks one, week one for sure. Maybe even week one and two. But I think you have to look at the whole month of September. These teams are in it for the long haul. They are not say, like teams that try to win the Super Bowl in September just don't exist anymore. Like teams that try to hop into that four and zero lead and just coast the rest of the way. That's not a thing. I mean, look at San Francisco. Yeah, in September we thought the Niners were going undefeated. We thought the Bengals were bad. You know, mm-hmm. we thought we thought Jacksonville wasn't going to be as good. Was spinning their tires. We thought Indianapolis or Tennessee could win that we division. We thought Miami was just the best, the thing only ever. team that had a chance mm-hmm. against the Niners. This chance, this league. They call after it the week, not, they after, call it the not for long league, not just you know for players in it, but. You it's know, the season. Things change mm-hmm. so fast. We thought for the Steelers after that week one loss and then Ugh. the week two Monday night game when they barely put up any points against the Browns except for on defense, we thought, how does this team win any games down their stretch of the season? And here they are at 5-3 with a chance to go. We still don't know how they win games. With a chance to go 6-3. We still don't know how they But they have the winning formula, clearly. My number four team. Yeah, hit me. Is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh! <laughs> Uh, oh, I love it. The Kansas City Chiefs. I love it. Did you it it felt like they were kind of back at the beginning of that game in Germany against the Dolphins. They started off so hot, looked like they were going to start to figure things Hansel, out. Hansel just so hot right now. But then they only score yeah. 14 points on offense. They they're they 20, do. they get to 21 because of the scoop and score that they had defensively. 14 points for that offense is they so do. weird, but that's their that's them this mm-hmm. year. They are finally, finally, finally having to pay for not having any kind of wide receiver talent at all. And last year, we thought they were going to pay for it, and he made the most out of Juju. He made the most out of Altez Scandling. He made the most out of Kadarius Tony when he came aboard. And then Travis Kelsey was a stud. He can't make the most out of these scrubs right now, and that's not Mahomes' fault. They're kind of just proving the, the point of, 
how crappy can we get with mm-hmm. our wide receivers before the all-time great quarterback starts to see his play slip a little bit? See, I think we're seeing it now. To me, it's just the Broncos' loss. How do you explain that? That's the one that you point to and say they're not the same. They're not the same as we've seen the past right. few years. Exactly. Who's your number? Well, you said the Jags are your number four team. Jags are number four. Uh, for me, I have at number three. This is where I have the Kansas City. This Chiefs. is where you have the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, at number three. For me, is where I have the Cincinnati Bengals. The third best team in the NFL right now. The second best team in the AFC. Uh, I I pick from records. I pick from how they're playing at that time. I combine both of those into making my power rankings. I don't know if there's a better team right now in the NFL than the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won against playoff teams, Seattle and San Francisco Mm -hmm. and Buffalo. And they've done it looking great offensively. Joe Burrow has looked back to his old self. He's putting up numbers. You can finally start playing him in fantasy football. And he's paying the dividends like you, you, when you drafted him in the second round or third round, you thought he was going to start doing for you. Mm-hmm. He's playing like quarterback, too, in the NFL now. And unlike the Chiefs, there are weapons galore <laughs> on that Bengals offense for him to utilize and for him to draw into. I saw some pundit on the internet say he just put in a $500,000 bet for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl after what he saw against Buffalo, and he just said they have everything. Their defense is good. Mm-hmm. They have all the weapons on offense, and and then it's just number nine. I mean, Burrow is the man. He makes every single play when you need him to make a play. So, And his mobility has looked so great in the past couple of weeks, which is just such an underrated tool that he uses, not just scrambling, but maneuvering throughout the pocket and extending plays. He's one of the best at it. I I know it comes off a lot on this podcast. Like I'm a closet Bengals fan. I'm not, but it's just hard not to be impressed with them and and him in particular. Hard not to recognize how just good, just how good they are and how good specifically Joe Burrow is. So I had them at six and I was like, okay, we probably have them swapped five and six. And then you said, nope, nope don't have them the a five. Best team in the AFC. And I was like, okay, he probably has them a four. And then you said, nope, don't have them a four. I don't think you could put them any higher right now than three. No. Because I think the top two are pretty. They lost to one of the top two teams, too. So that helps. That helps keep them a little bit at bay. Right. Earlier this season, they did. But as we kept going, I was thinking to myself, I don't think Tom is wrong. Like I have them at I have the Bengals at six, but I don't think it's unfair to put the Bengals at three, based off of three straight wins against Seattle, San Francisco when they crushed the Niners, and then the Bills, and I just I don't know how we we fell for it again, Tom. The second year in a row, the Bengals and Joe Burrow had a very slow start out of the gates, and all of a sudden they've won five of their last six. Four in a row, including four in a row. Mm. I they am probably right. win this week against Houston at home. They have, to go, they have to go against Baltimore on the road the next week. Oh, they, they, they really, have a tough They schedule. don't have really a game that lets off at no. all. Well, okay, Houston at Houston, or home H- versus Houston's Houston. Houston's not an easy at one. At Baltimore. Nope. The Steelers. Nope. At Jacksonville. Nope. The Colts. That's it. Yeah, okay. The Vikings at home probably Maybe should win. Maybe that's at the Steelers, nope. at Kansas City, nope, and then against the Browns, who, who they never beat, right? So, but we've said this a couple times already. I don't think it's a coincidence that the schedule is getting a lot tougher and the Bengals are starting to roll. I think Burrow just thrive. Like 
He thrives in CJ Stroud. Where I've did said, CJ Stroud go to school? Ohio State. Who's the team that decided they didn't want Joe Burrow, the local team? Yeah. Like, I just feel like he finds those little weird he finds things. A way. He shouldn't think that there's a rivalry between him and CJ Stroud, but he's just, I'm going to go out there and show you who the real Ohio guy is. Um, like, I, I've said this so many times before, and I'll say it again. Joe Burrow was a iffy roughing the passer call away from making it to back-to-back Super Bowls. That roughing the passer call in the AFC Championship game that put the Chiefs in field goal and position. And being undefeated against Mahomes. Mahomes in, in Kansas City. The matter, yeah. In Kansas City. Not just any field. In Kansas City on the road. All right, so I think our top two are the same then. Yeah. I have Baltimore, Baltimore number yep. And then number one is Philly. Philadelphia. They're the only team that has one loss on the season right now. Hard to argue with them in that position. And we thought the Eagles might get their first loss this weekend against the um, Dallas Cowboys. And honestly, I think the Cowboys had every opportunity to win that game in mm-hmm. link the link, which I, I didn't think the Eagles would lose a game at home all year. So the fact that they were so close to having one get dropped in that game is pretty astounding to me. And then the Cowboys just choked it away. But the next time you'll see the Eagles play is not until week 11 against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Uh, and the same for the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they, they both have the bye. Yeah, I mean, that's the game of the year so far as far as the NFL schedule There's been a concerned. lot of good games there on, has been. like that should have been better than they actually were. Like Bengals-Liners, we thought was going to be a great game, and the Bengals kind of ran away with it. Yeah, but this one I think you circle as the undisputed champ. It's your Chiefs-Dolphins, we thought was going to be really good. It's your Super Bowl rematch. It's on Monday Night Football. How about they that? They both for, have buys. For star power this week, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Eagles all in the bye. Who else is on the bye? Is it just the Rams? Teams? The Rams. Well, you can't have an you, odd number of teams. Is that why you left them out? Because you were trying to make your star power yeah. point. Like, and yeah. then the Rams. Yeah. All right, so I think there's no dispute about the Eagles at number one, and then Baltimore being the top-rated team in the AFC. They're a scary team. And I saw... And one write-up um, after what they did to the Seahawks this weekend, an AFC executive said they are a very scary team. But I don't know if they're that scary against the AFC. Like, what they did to Detroit and what they did to Seattle scares the hell out of you. That You're like, how do you even compete with a team like that? Great defensively, great offensively. But it's just, when you get to the AFC, you get a little bit better of a chance. And then when you get to the AFC North, you get a real chance against them. So, mm-hmm. although... They are running it up right now. Let's wait until they get to that stretch of schedule starting this week where they get the Browns, and then they got to play the Bengals, and then they see the Steelers again at the end of the season. Um, let's see how they look against teams that are more familiar with them. If yeah. they win those games, if they beat the Browns this weekend and beat the Bengals again, I think you're looking at a Super Bowl favorite, not just contender. I but, mean, but they got to do that. They're first. on a three-game win streak against the NFC right now. They've won more than just three games in a row. Mars, but like never lost against the NFC. That's what I'm saying. Their last three games have come against the NFC. Or their last three wins, all their last three games, all wins have come against the NFC. And they lose to the Steelers. And I'll say this. I'll say this. Lamar Jackson right now looks like an MVP candidate in twenty twenty one, went down in week thirteen. In twenty twenty two, went down in week twelve. So we're not we're a weeks in the away. clear yet. We're a couple weeks away. Just because that. we're approaching, just because we're in double digits now doesn't mean that, oh, he hasn't gotten hurt yet, so that means it's not going to happen. Can I play a little devil's advocate? Yeah, go ahead. 
wasn't he dealing with some minor stuff all year last? Like he was kind of dealing with it. Well, I think that was because that. of the injury from the year before. He's a hundred percent healthy right now, though. But then he also got injured enough last year to be sidelined for the rest of the yep. year. And Tyler Huntley almost beat the Bengals anyway. I mean, Tyler it, Huntley because and then back to the when you play a division game, it doesn't matter. Anybody can beat anybody. To their credit, the backups in Baltimore went three and three down the stretch without Lamar, and that was good enough to make it to the wild card, which they also almost won. Yeah, we'll see how far the Ravens can go this year with a healthy Lamar. I think this guy is absolutely. I'm just saying, give it a couple more weeks. You got to get past that week twelve, week Mm thirteen. Yep, no question about that. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players. Authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. They're located at Acrisure Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets, or you visit us online at shop.steelers.com. We'll be back on Friday. We'll light the fireplace, talk about Week 10 action, and break down how the Steelers are going to beat the Packers. They're going to beat the Packers. It's going to happen. We're going to tell you how on Friday's episodes. Thanks for listening. As always, this has been the Steelers Standard.